Good morning. Welcome back to the Life Reimagined podcast. I'm Catherine Lucadu and I'm here with Chrissy May. Good morning. And good morning, Friday. And as those of you who are watching the video, once again, I was telling Chrissy earlier before we got on air. I'm actually home again because every Friday for five Fridays, there has been a snowstorm. It is the most peculiar thing I've ever seen. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but it is bright and sunny here in Arizona. So I will oh send some sh- sunshine your way. <laughs> you know, I, I am looking forward to, um, I'm going to Nashville at the end of the month for a conference on um, leadership, sales, and teams. So I'm assuming that it's going to be warmer there. And then I've got the conference in June in Orlando for EXP. So it's definitely going to be warm in Orlando. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's so nice when you have things to look forward to. I love, I love traveling. Like if I could travel every single week, I would be a happy camper. Um, my dad's from Tennessee, actually. Tennessee is one of is my he? favorite places. Yeah. He's from the, he's an hour outside of Nashville in a, in a county called near Dixon County. They all say counties in the South. Yes. <laughs> ask yes. somebody where they're from. So yeah. And I, when did Tennessee. he, when did he leave there? When he was uh, in high school, I believe my grandfather relocated to Chicago because that's where they had a lot of work available. And um, he was a steel engineer and then ended up going back to Tennessee to retire. So we would take family vacations to Tennessee every, almost every weekend. So it has a wow. Um, place in my heart for sure. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I was there three years ago um, before the pandemic and I saw next to nothing. It was pouring rain. It was cold. It was January. So we just walked to the conference and walked back and kind of just huddled in the hotel. Didn't really do anything. So this time I really do want to walk around. I think we're near the river walk. I think oh, that's fun. what it is, River or River Park. Um, and then I think it's a Nissan stadium. So it looks like a really beautiful place. So this time I'm looking forward to walking around in the springtime. So fun. Looking forward to your footage. <laughs> yes. So here we are, and we have a different kind of uh, episode today. What we thought we would do is answer some questions that we have noticed um, people have been asking across social media when it comes to business. And particularly women, we thought it would be wonderful to concentrate the month of March, which is, you know, based around International Women's Day, which was last week, but we thought it would be a really great idea to answer some of the questions that women have, um, you know, really in business uh, to do with mindset. And we pulled some of the questions that we saw in some women's groups, and we thought that we would answer them from our own background from our own experience um, as both of us have been in business a long time and we're quite experienced in different kinds of business in different realms different industries so why don't we dig in Chrissy and um, well I think the first one is is a really common question when someone is moving from that career where they've been at for quite some time and they're moving to something new you know whether I think it's even opening their own business or whether it's um, well real estate is opening your own business really um, or whether it's just completely changing industries and starting over again the question was when is the time the right time to leave your job to pursue this new venture, real estate, opening a business, just 
going into a different industry, when would be the time for me to transfer from that job to the new, the new endeavor? What well, do you I think, think that I think it looks different for everybody, you know, right? Because some people have families and children to support and all that. So it definitely looks different for everybody. But I would say as a whole, what I've seen from a lot of people going from either their nine to five to real estate or whatever that looks like becoming an entrepreneur is they get stuck in the mindset that they have job security. And that's, that couldn't be more untrue. And I've seen a lot of my friends with great jobs, corporate jobs, um, they had, you know, the 401k, everything. And they looked at me like, what are you doing as an entrepreneur? You're crazy because nothing's ever guaranteed. And I looked at them thinking, how do you think it's guaranteed? And, and as time went on, unfortunately, I saw a lot of them trickle away from their jobs because things just unfolded, unfortunately, in a way that they couldn't sustain um, that employment. And so it starts with a mindset. And how much grit do you have? How much resilience do you have? Because if you think it's a walk in the park to just jump on in real estate or becoming a business owner, an entrepreneur, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's not that. So I would challenge somebody to go all in on their side gig, that go all in on their current to see what that looks like for them. Do you have that um, ability to even do so? I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at putting in 80 hours plus a week when you're trying to build something. It's not going to yeah. happen overnight. So yeah. that would be my initial response to that. And wow, it's so fascinating. Like everything you just said, I had an interview with a brand new agent yesterday and she is coming from a different industry altogether. And that is exactly what I said to her. Um, You know, she said, but it's such a big risk moving to a new industry and starting on my own in my own business. I said, actually, the risk is staying in the job where Mm. you're in because that's the uncertainty. When you are the person who will be driving your business, the only risk is you and exactly what you just said, your grit, your persistence. And I think it's how much do you bet on yourself? Mm. Because if you were to bet on yourself 100% and not give yourself the plan B, it would work. It always works. Um, You know, I was listening to something else this week and they kept talking about this plan B that people give themselves. And what I found fascinating is when you give yourself a plan B, you are are telling yourself that plan A isn't going to work. Exactly. And you're looking for that door out already before you've even started. So I love that you said, just go all in. Well, and it becomes a handicap, a crutch for them to fall back on. And, you know, I can quickly relate this to skating because you brought it up before in figure skating. When people learn jumps, a lot of times they learn on a a equipment called a harness and a harness essentially is the coach lifting them up in the air in order for them to land this new jump they're trying to achieve. And I never did harness work because I understood it would be a crutch and I would rely on that and not be able to learn the technique and have the ability and overcome anything that would happen with in that, that jump. So it goes the same thing with business. If you're going to say, well, I have this in the back burner, you're never going to fully go all in. And it takes you to go all in in order to really achieve something great. 100%. (laughs) So, you know, if you're sitting there now and you're really wondering and struggling, whether it, what, when is the right time to change now is always the right time, (laughs) you know, just to have a plan though, you know, 
Don't just go quit and, and start over. Just have that plan ready and your budget, because I think that's really important mm-hmm. too. Um, you do need to have, I think, um, that safety blanket of, you know, at least three months of mm-hmm. your expenses, uh, mortgage payment and all of that ready to go. So if you're not there yet, then why don't you make that your goal? You know, save it up. And now you've got something to strive for. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, number two was how do I grow my network and my email list? So why don't we just use real estate um, as the best example here? You, you go into real estate and I think even people after being in the industry, even for a few years, haven't realized how important their, their database and an email list is and mm-hmm. growing their network constantly. A lot of people gather names, put them into a CRM, and then they just kind of leave it there. And all these people that they meet, it never really crosses their mind that I should be funneling these people into my CRM. So what would you say in your experience and how you've done this? And cause you've got a huge network. So how did you grow that when you started in real estate? Well, I'm going to be the first to admit and throw myself um, out there. I was that agent who didn't do it the correct way. You know, I saw agents around me really nurture their CRM and, 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 and nurture those relationships. And I didn't do that. And I saw, um, I saw the difference, right? In those two, one was building a business and and I was an agent. And there's two different things there. You know, I was selling homes, but I wasn't building a business. And so it took me a few years to really get into that mindset of you're building a business, you need to nurture it. It's like a relationship. It's not going to grow if you don't nurture it. And so I saw a huge difference when I became more visible, meaning I was connecting with my local businesses. That's when I started doing local spotlights and really getting out there and connecting with people. It now became of how can I be of service rather than coming across as like, I hate to say this, so I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but a used car salesman. I didn't want to have that that persona and because that's just not me. So how could I be of service to others? And what did that look like? For me, it was community involvement, highlighting local business owners um, and destinations all around uh, my community in Arizona. And that's I love everything that you've just said, because I think that if people saw, first of all, real estate as their business, they would realize that just like opening a storefront business, you have to create a foundation for this business. And I always give people that analogy of building a house. If that house does not have a good foundation, well, whatever you build on top of it can topple any time because it's just not being held anywhere. And I think that that is what that CRM and your database and, you know, adding people that you're meeting in there. Not only that, but have you ever done business with someone and then you never hear from them again? Ever. Now, maybe some of those businesses you don't want to hear from again, but I think that if you've created a relationship with someone and someone has helped you through, you want to create that relationship and you want to nurture it. But there's a, there's a statistic out there that's like 85% of agents never communicate again with the person they helped purchase a home. And what a shame that is. I mean, we Mm -hmm. spend a long time creating that relationship when we're helping them to either buy or sell. Why would you just let that go on the closing day? You know, why would you just not want that to extend? 
Well, and, and not just in that area, but also the relationship with the agent. I can't tell you how many deals I've done off market that because of the rapport I've created and the relationship and friendship I've built with my colleagues and it was, it's genuine, you know? So Mm -hmm. if they have something coming up, it's like, Hey, I I know I want to, I like doing business with Chrissy. So I'm going to just touch her first to see if she has somebody before I bring it to market. I've done so many deals like that over the years. So relationship building in general is so vital to build your business. And I love um, that you're, you're so right, because I think even in this market now where we're in a seller's market, mm-hmm. you know, people are wondering, people are trying to think of what's this, the shiny object that's going to help my buyer get that property. How about the really great relationship that you mm-hmm. create with the listing agent? How about showing them respect, you know, and, and being really polite in the way that you ask your questions? Um, I think people forget that. They're so fixated on the transaction that they forget that there are people behind that transaction. And if you have a previous relationship with them, or maybe you just did a deal with them previously and it just went really well, that will always be your trump card when you're coming back to the table with that same person again. Indeed. Bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. Right. Um, Number three. Now, this one I found really fascinating because I think it happens a lot in society and it was being intimidated by, quote, rich people (laughs) or, quote, successful people or seeing really successful agents out there. What's your take on that? (laughs) Uh, The real take, uh, it's it's a self-worth problem. It's a self-worth issue. If you feel someone is separate from you, if they are not, um, they're above you, it becomes a self-worth issue. You don't believe in yourself enough to think that you can connect with someone like that. And, you know, you're creating separation where you're, you're creating a false narrative that doesn't even exist. So say you, you didn't, you weren't raised with money and, you know, somebody else is, you know, very wealthy. That's your narrative that you're writing for yourself that you don't have a similarity. Uh, I was raised in middle-class Midwest, you know, a working family. And I have a huge list of extremely wealthy clients and I never felt separate from that. And so I would tell somebody, and I've actually coached people on this to do the work on yourself, to dive deep on yourself, because that's where it all begins. And if you're putting that out there, that there's a limit, that there's a separation, you're going to attract that. You're not going to attract that client because they're going to sense that. So do Mm -hmm. the work on yourself first, build your self-confidence. There's so many, um, ways to do that. And so that would be the first step I would say to start there, start with self. I I completely agree. And I think that a lot of people make the mistake of elevating people. You know, they, they put people on a pedestal and then what happens. And I know that a lot of people will do this even when they go to a conference and they see this big famous speaker on stage. And then that person gets off the stage, they see them in a hallway and they're nothing like the persona that they were. And they're so distraught, you know, they're so disappointed, but I thought they were, well, no, that's just because you assumed something of them or you Mm -hmm. elevated them to such a point that you almost made them inhuman. So I know in myself, even when I have 
right at the beginning when I started attending conferences and I was a high producing agent, but I wasn't uh, yet, uh, I hadn't yet opened my brokerage and I'm sitting in a room with all these broker owners. One of them had already done a billion dollars in sales in his office and I'm sitting there. So first I thought, oh gosh, I'm kind of uncomfortable in this room, but then I thought about, and I thought, well, let's just see how this goes. You know, you have that little thing in your stomach where you're really nervous. Mm -hmm. So here's what happened is I was asked to speak at that conference and tell the room what I had learned about using video for real estate. And what happened was all of a sudden, everyone in the room became very human because I was telling them things that they didn't know about. And when they were coming up to me at the end, asking me questions, and could I go and talk to their agents at their brokerages, that's when I realized we each have, um, you know, our gifts, we each have what we're really good at. And rather than elevating someone, what if we just, you know, got to know them and, and exchanged ideas. And I think that they like the fact that they're treated like a human being mm -hmm. and not, you know, okay, some people have an ego complex or, <laughs> you know, whatever, but I think for the majority, they're very, very um, normal people like everyone else. And they just happen to find the right way at the right time to do something. And they were persistent and they grew their business the right way. And really that's all it was. They're just further down the line than you are right now. Well said. And to add to that, I to number two would be learn to speak the language of someone who is affluent. So yes. you they they're not going to be able to relate to you if you can't speak their language. So uh, this is why you see a lot of agents um, uh, becoming members at certain golf clubs and country clubs. This is why you see people working out at certain gyms because they know that's where they hang. This is why you see them getting into the know of you know, fashion and, um, cars and what, whatever it is you're, they're learning that because now they can actually relate to that kind of client. And if you can't mm -hmm. have that conversation, then there is going to be a disconnect on that level as well. And so like anybody, they want to work with people they relate to. This is why that there's so much to go around because there's so many different personalities and people out there. Um, so that would be the second yeah. point I, I would, I would suggest. And I'd love to just add in here um, something else that I know a lot of newer real estate agents or even real estate agents, maybe they've been in the business for a few years. Everyone wants to get into the luxury market. And what they don't realize is that First of all, you know, the luxury market is the people who own those homes are likely business owners, CEOs, uh, people who have done very well for themselves. That's why they're living in those beautiful homes and they have a net worth of a certain amount. It's exactly what you just said. You have to be able to hold a conversation with these people. So not only do you need to be knowledgeable about real estate, but they know about real estate. You need to know your numbers. You need to understand their lifestyle. You need to understand, you know, what's important to them. Mm -hmm. What are their pain points? Because everyone has pain points. So I think all of this really taps into knowing who you're speaking to, right? Who's that audience? And if you want to elevate where you are, then that requires education. It requires curiosity and, you know, moving forward, 
to really delve into, okay, well, if, if I want to do business with golfers, well, then I need to be on the golf course, but I need to mm-hmm. be having intelligent conversations with those people. Become it to attract it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, The next question was, should I feel guilty for taking time off, you know, working really hard, building my business, but then when I go to take time off or I, uh, you know, I take a few hours for self-care, you know, maybe I want to go to the spa. Maybe I just want to go for a walk and turn my phone off. This was a question that I encountered in many, many different groups on social media. And what do you think about this? That, that guilt feeling. I love this topic. It's actually one I speak a lot on. So this is one thing you have to understand. You cannot give from an empty cup. If you don't fill your cup first, how in the world are you going to be a world-class businesswoman, businessman, mother, daughter, uh, partner, whatever it may be, you cannot give from an empty cup. And so that's why you need to schedule your self-care routine like you do an appointment for work. I do it every single morning. There is a block of time that I have from 4 a.m. until 7 a.m. And that three hour window is my time to really dive deep with me. My my nutrition, my fitness, my mental, my emotional, my spiritual, everything gets done in that, that three hour window. And so when you start scheduling it, you start seeing all areas of your life improve. Your relations start improving, your your mm-hmm. nutrition, your health, your well-being, everything starts elevating so high that now you are giving from such a level of fullness. And so that's where the secret sauce is. Too many people are looking for a, a quick fix, a, you know, a magic pill. And that's just not what it is. It goes back to your self-care routine. So yes, schedule that every single solid day, seven days a week. Well, I'm right there with you because every morning, uh, come hell or high water, I am going to be in the gym. I usually give myself one day free, but I'm going to walk or I'm going to do something. But it really is important because I find that the days that I don't take the time um, and, you know, give myself at least the one hour working out, walking on the treadmill, just getting the blood flowing and getting my mind right, it really does affect the rest of the day. The other thing I'm, I wanted to talk about was, you know, that idea of helping yourself. So often we think that if we have even a health issue, it, it'll just go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm busy. I have other people to take care of. It'll take care of itself. So I got to that point last week where my body had become so acidic and I knew it was happening because, you know, you can feel when, when you're just not feeling right. And I was doing everything I could to lose weight. I was adding on extra minutes at the gym every single day. Nothing was happening. So finally I got to the point where it was too much and I started reading up, okay, changing my body to alkaline, which will balance that pH in the body. Mm -hmm. And as I've started changing, so as of last Friday, I've overhauled everything that I eat and drink, and I'm strictly alkaline, meaning removing anything acidic from my diet. What's happened? <laughs> I don't bloat anymore. I'm sleeping well, and I've lost three and a half pounds in a week. 
just by making that simple tweak. But what did I do? I chose to listen to my body and take the time that I needed to go and research. Okay, now I've got to start a different type of diet. And I think so many women don't even give them the time themselves, the time to go and do what they need to do. You know, if you have an issue, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, your body, but sometimes we just ignore it. Cause we say, well, I'm just too busy. Or, you know, the doctor says, well, I want you to go and do a blood test. No, no, I don't have time for that. I have other appointments. No, that is an appointment, you know, and that is an appointment you have to keep and us, you know, taking time in the morning, that is an appointment that's important to us. Um, I was speaking to another experienced realtor this week who came to my office for a coffee and she said the same thing. She said, I have decided, she said, it took me 10 years in real estate to decide that Sundays are my day and I'm going to go to church and I'm going to go skiing if it's winter and I'm going to go swimming if it's summer. And that's what I'm going to do for myself because otherwise I'm not good enough for people during the week because I didn't get what I needed. Well, now she's living a quality of life. You know, I mean, that's, what do you want? I, I experience burnout if I don't adhere to my program. And I did just recently, uh, a month ago was when, cause we were getting this another location opened up and I was working seven days a week, burning the candle at both ends. And I literally could feel my body convulsing. Like I was shaking. I, I realized I am, I am past that point. And so you yeah. have, you have to be so self-aware when you know you need that time. Otherwise you're going to experience burnout. And what good is that going to do you? So true. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much. This is, you know, it was a different type of podcast, but I think that you may have found a few golden nuggets, even as reminders. I think there's nothing we said today that isn't new, but I think it's something that we always have to remind ourselves of because after all, we are reimagining life here at the Life Reimagined podcast. You know, if you do like what you heard, Download us on your podcast, drive around listening to us. We're always going to bring you something of value. We wish you a wonderful weekend. And Chrissy, I will see you next Friday. See you next Friday. Have a great weekend. 